Hello, Texans, and welcome to the Texans Players Show. Here at NRG Stadium, Mark Vandermeer and D.P. Sidhu with you, John Harris as well, as we have a double tight end show for you tonight. O.J. Howard and then Jordan Aikens a little bit later, but let's start with O.J. Howard. Texans tight end bursts onto the scene with two touchdown receptions in the opener. Glad to have him here, and it's the first time I ever caught up with O.J. on the microphone. Glad to be here. Uh, like you said, our first time catching up on a mic, so it's it's very exciting for me. Deepy's done the deep uh, slant. I've actually with you. done the deep slant with OG. I caught up with him. I think after your two touchdown game, uh, the very first was one. It, yeah, it was. It had to be. I think it was. It was early in the season. Yeah, it was. It was, or maybe I think it was before the season started. Was it? No, because I asked you about your touchdowns. He's got some iconic touchdowns over the years, yes. Mark. I don't know if you know this. Yep. Yeah. Well, I was actually looking at your college days, and you played in the revenge game against Johnny Manziel for Alabama, the follow-up. After Johnny and the Aggies beat the Crimson Tide on the road, you guys in College Station defeated Texas A&M, and you had three catches. That was your freshman year, right? Yeah, it was my first ever SEC game. And then plus it was on the road after a big year. We they just upset Bama, and yeah, I went down and I had opportunity to play. You know, and brought in 68 yards for three catches. So it was it was a great game. Environment was awesome. I'll never forget that game for sure. Was it, it's got to be strange because I look at the Tennessee game with Alabama this mm-hmm. weekend. Some of these environments, these environments <laughs> in the SEC are crazy. And look, there's nothing bigger than the NFL, but as far as the crowds, you're getting 100,000-plus in some of these buildings. Yep. What's it like to be a freshman in an environment like that and having to perform at a high yeah. level? It, it was hard, man. It was definitely it was definitely difficult. Uh, my first play of the game, I jumped off size. The very first play of the <laughs> oh, game. Oh, wow. So it was, it was, I was a tight end, and I couldn't hear the snap count, really, and I just, you know, and see my first ever game in the SEC, I fall started. You know, the, like I said, it was literally the first play of the game. And then, you know, once I got settled in, you know, I ended up getting, you know, kind of settled in and whatnot. But it is loud, especially for, like, young guys. What's your favorite place to play in besides Alabama? Yeah. Uh, uh, favorite college venue? I would say down at Death Valley, LSU. Ooh, um, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we always played them at night when I was in the college. So mm-hmm. it was always a great environment. Um, the fans are already, like, kind of riled up by that time the game starts. And it's just the rivalry that we have with them. All right, so the Alabama-Auburn game. This year, I don't know what that's going to be like, but very often that is one of those throw-the-records-out kind of games. Is it really that big when you're on the team, the Auburn game, the Iron Bowl? Yeah, it is. It's it's like, you know, it's bragging rights for the whole year, you know, mm-hmm. especially from in-state guys like myself growing up, you know, in, in the rivalry. So it's huge. Like you said, it is. So it doesn't matter what the record is at all. That game is a life of its own every year, um, just like we saw last year. And, uh, you know, so it's going to be tough when November comes around. But that game itself is is, is all brags on the table. Mm. It's amazing that Nick Saban has been there for so many years. Oj and I were talking about this earlier, how on his Wikipedia page, it says that Nick Saban actually came out and said, I wish that I'd used O.J. Howard more. And you said that was true. Did they ever change your birthday, by the way? You said that was the yeah. one thing that was false on your Wikipedia. Uh, hopefully they did. I, I don't know. <laughs> like, it's it's oh, you know, all things false on the Wikipedia. Yeah, it's so different. Like, you know, if you look at the NFL app, it's, this, it's wrong on there. Like, because so many people get it from Wikipedia. Of course. November 19th? The 18th, see? There uh-huh. Oh, it's still wrong. Yeah. 1994? Yeah, eight, yeah, so it's supposed to be the 18th. I wonder why they have it so, wrong. So that's wrong, but the Nick Saban thing on his Wikipedia page, correct. How about that? That is, that is, and they have that little tidbit of information. Well, it's funny because you're from Prattville, right? Mm-hmm. 
I actually did a little research on Prattville, which is also called the Fountain City. Did yeah. you know that? Yeah, I did know that. Okay. I did know that. <laughs> Wait, yep. what's, the, what's the population of Prattville? Uh, it's like 30-something thousand. Yeah, like 30-something. Yeah, oh, it's, that's it's, pretty yeah. big. I yeah, think yeah. you're going to say 30. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's no, 30 no. people 36 in people. Alabama. Yeah. But it's right near Montgomery, right? Mm-hmm. And it's got canals and stuff running through it. It has springs or something. That's why it's called the Fountain City. They have these, these artesian springs or right. whatever, so... Yeah. That's pretty cool. Probably not really coming into play anymore because I noticed that you have all the major fast food chains and everything. But I also noticed it's a shorter drive to Auburn from Prattville, Alabama, than it is to Tuscaloosa. So was it ever uh, Auburn or Alabama or somewhere else, OJ? How did that go for you decision-wise? Yeah, it's funny you say that. I would literally leave my driveway, go left, to go to Tuscaloosa, go right, go to Auburn. You know, Mm -hmm. when I would go to the recruiting trip. So that's kind of cool. But uh you know, it came down to those two schools, obviously, and then I had Florida. You know, it was somewhere that I really uh, had my eye on late. Like, oh, could I, you know, I like Florida, like the way they use their tight end, Jordan Reed at the time. Mm-hmm. So, um, but, you know, at the end of it, like when it came down to it, it was down to those two. And then, you know, Alabama was just the place for me because I figured it could get me to where I needed to go. And uh, Auburn was going through a coaching change at the time. So it, it was a sh- sure favorite in Alabama. So the tipping point was, you thought, long-term for the NFL, mm-hmm. that Alabama was the program that would get you ready and Nick Saban wasn't going anywhere? Absolutely. You know, so yeah. um, coach is still there to this day. And, and, and it's, That's what he, crazy. Yeah. it's what he does. You know, he just, you know, he he tells you, like, you come in, we're going to, you know, it's a process, you trust it, we're going to get these guys in and out. You know, we're going to get you your education. You're going to become a better human first, and then you're also going to become a great player while you're here. So it was just like – why not? You know, so it was it was an awesome experience. It's a pretty easy sell at that point. Yeah, for and sure. you look at the success of the athletes who have left. OJ Howard with us. All right, strange question, but as we talk about your hometown, high school football, obviously a big deal there. Are you still friends with anybody from your high school team? Do you still keep yeah. in touch with anybody? Yeah, I do. I got a good friend of mine. We talk every day. You know what I mean? He's he's my buddy Nick and. Uh, we play high school ball together. He's probably the only one that I communicate with every day out of that, out of my all of my football team. Um, that's but but because we grew up together also uh, mm-hmm. as, as little ones, and uh, he's probably the only person though for sure. He's definitely right. the only person because I've heard from a lot of guys who play in the league, the NFL. Like we said, it's the best of the best. But there's something about high school ball, never mind college, but high school ball that might be the most special. Why is that, in your opinion? Do you find that to be somewhat true? I think because, you know, the hours that you, you kind of put in with these guys in the summer, it, you know, just like any other level, but it, it comes down to the classroom and, and mm-hmm. just like being around them in the hallways. And, you know, maybe you start a little league with them in, in uh, JV and yeah. then you like watch players develop, you know what I mean? And then like for myself, I was on the recruiting trail, like getting recruited to go, you know, uh, to, to a D1 school. And these a lot of guys were trying to, you know, follow and make it happen. Also, so just being brought along with everybody together just make it so much special. And then playing on Friday nights, I don't know if it gets better than that. So mm-hmm. I think high school does always hold a special place in your heart for sure. Do you follow college games or, or, or I should say NFL games of players that you've played with Yeah, like in the past? Mm-hmm. Like obviously you were with the Buccaneers. Right. Do you follow them still or any guys that you w- played with in Alabama like where they are now? Who are some guys that you're still watching? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's, it's a, you know, it's a league of, of, of just, you know, keeping up with, the, you know, the next guy. But uh, my buddy Derek over at Derrick Henry in Tennessee, like, you know, it's not hard to find him. He's, you know, they put him on every, every, every website. But, you know, guys like – the King Drakes of the world that he found a home in Baltimore just had mm. a big week last week. Yeah. Um, you know, we got the quarterbacks, obviously, like Jalen Hurts having a really good year. So I do keep up with a lot of the players, um, especially the guys that I play with. You know what I mean? Like 
Um, you know, growing up, you know, I would just always watch the Alabama guys that left, like like Julio. So I, I wasn't an NFL fan because I'm from Alabama. We didn't have a team, but I would watch the players from Bama, like Julio, Mark Ingram. Right. Oh, okay. So that's what I used to Those do. Those were your guys. Those yeah. were my guys. I never had an NFL team growing up, but now that uh, the guys I play with, I think it's so cool seeing them play on Sundays too. When you Did, look at, I was oh. going to ask you if you saw Tom Brady's rant on the sideline when yeah. they lost to the Steelers. He was going. He was just yelling at his yeah. offensive linemen. Right. Like you've played with him. Mm-hmm. So when you see something like that, the world sort of always watches with, and he. It seems like he gets a pass for. Whenever he gets mad, but there right. were so many great memes coming out of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, what did you What did you think of that? I, I've been a part of those. You know, what I was I mean? like, have you ever been on <laughs> yeah, the receiving I, yeah, end? Of that? I've, That's really what I want to ask. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been a part of those, and it's, you know, it's more. You know, you know, he gives a speech of like, you know, we got to focus up, kind of thing. Like, hey, we're like we're better than this. Like, we're not putting our best foot forward. You know, kind of like give you the pep talk. You know that the coaches usually want to do in the locker room. But they don't really do it on the field. The coaches don't. Yeah, do you know, but he does. He but he does. You know what I mean. So he go ahead and do it in front of you know everybody. But it's 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 nothing personal. I bet those guys you know just took it as like, all right, we hear this all the time. Like, like just, <laughs> let's Plus just. Plus, it's to, Tom Brady. Yeah. It's almost like he's allowed to do it because of the success he's had. Is that yeah. true? Like, if somebody yeah. else did it, would it? feel disingenuous or it'd feel weird but when Tom Brady yeah. does it seems like oh okay well I, I don't think you know I think it goes a lot about the respect factor in the locker room like if you if, if the quarterback is is a captain and he does this consistently always hold us accountable and you know uh it, it goes over better but if it's a guy that you know never does this and he's all of a sudden doing it you're like uh, I don't know man yeah that's, that's you, not you your can't character. be doing that yeah yeah but for those guys like that you know they kind of you know it, it's the norm for him for sure one of the, I saw one of the memes that said, I did not leave my wife and kids to lose to the Steelers. Like, people were just coming up with these memes oh, from for him. Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't, I mean, it's hard not to laugh, but everyone yeah. just knows that Tom Brady gets so fired up. What do we not know or not see about him that you could share with us? Yeah. Just what it's like to be around him in the, in the environment, the culture, whatever he brings to the table that we don't see on the field. I, I would say seriously, uh, man, it's just the, the, the untiring, relentless effort to be like the best or to mm-hmm. make the team the best. Like we literally would meet over meet, like, you know what I mean? Like over prepare, you know, that wasn't a blitz. We, he didn't go through with us. Like, you know, you know, and, and during the season, you see where the look team gives the look right. And the offense is uh, taking a break while the defense is going through their script, you know? So while we're doing that, we never sat, had a break at practice. He would bring us to the side and like, let's do more, you know, where oh, there was okay. routes on the side, where there's right. picking up blitz protection. So it was like practice was never like get a break. It was always, you're doing something. And that's just him preparing and making sure everybody else is brought along with him. And that's when I realized, like, that's why he's one of the best to play because he, he he never sees a look he hasn't prepared for. Were you surprised he went to the wedding, though, this past year? Yeah, week? when I saw that, I, I, <laughs> when I saw that, I was, you know, you know, I was I was kind of shocked. But, you know, uh, the timing was kind of weird because, like, you know, they had an away game. They had a game, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, so it was kind of weird. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, it's the owner that he played for, for so many years, and, and he's getting up in age. Like, you don't want to miss his wedding, probably. Mm-hmm. They're probably good friends. and. You but know, it was a surprise wedding. Oh wow! So I think I, I don't I think they I don't think they knew it was a wedding until oh, they wow. showed up. He said it was some sort of I forget how he phrased it, but oh, some like big football type event. event. A surprise oh. for who? The bride or the well, guys? It's for the guests? Uh, for the guests? Oh, okay. for the guests. Probably want to leak it out to the media. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, wow. That that's even that would probably that would probably not. Probably, probably maybe it, was disappointed. Yeah, because it, it make you else. look like oh I thought I was going to something that was going to be low key. Now it's out in the public. Oh right. yeah, I, maybe I look back. You know, maybe it was not that good. and then they lost. And then they lost. So it's like, dang, yeah. I didn't even know I was getting myself into this. Right. Now, now that, you know, you brought that up. That could be his whole mindset. Like, I didn't think this was gonna go public. Like he should have just told us. Right. You know, yeah, and that's what I would say personally. Interesting. But, <laughs> yeah, that's tough. 
OJ Howard with us. All right, I'm going to ask you about some people. Bruce Arians, what's mm-hmm. he like to be around? Because yeah. he's an interesting coach yeah. and obviously has had a lot of success. Yeah, it, you know, B.A. was, you know, we always, you know, when he first, when I first got to Tampa, all the guys from Arizona would tell me that I knew, played with him, would say, you're going to love him. He's a player's coach. Um, you know, he's nothing short of, like, saying anything. Nothing's off the table with him. Like, he'd give it to us straightforward right. in the meetings, on the practice field. And I think, you know, that's where a lot of players kind of, like, get the respect for him because like he he say whatever he feels at the time and uh and and it's for coaches players it don't matter who it is he just say what he wanted to say so I think he gets a lot of respect for that just being himself no matter what um you know we we definitely had a um a great team when he was there we got a chance to grow through some growing pains a couple years and then we brought Tom in and then won a Super Bowl so that was cool to be around him and just watch us like develop into a different system every year though what about winning the Super Bowl COVID year? You yeah. know, you guys are there during the COVID year and having that great run. What was that like in that stadium? Yeah, it was, it was, it was tough, man. Honestly, because you know, every 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 week it was so many interchangeable parts because guys would go down with the mm, like the rules yeah. would change so much. Like they kept putting the rule where like you you could you know take a test, but now you pass. You get the shot, you don't got to miss a game if you get it. You can yeah. you don't got to test every day. You test every other two. So it was just so many interchangeable parts that came in and so many guys had to be brought along to help us win games that year. And then, you know, playing in front of no fans, you had to bring your own juice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was different. But in, and then it was just real challenging because you got to keep your mask on, eat outside, meet outside, yeah. meet at home, Zoom. It was just different. And then, like I say, just to be a part of that and have so many different uh, uh, leaders on that team to make everybody say focus on the main goal was what was so impressive to me. And you were, that was your first year, or no, that was not your first team a year. That was Tom Brady's first year with Tom, Tampa Bay. Yep. But like just getting to know guys with masks, I just remember that being such a weird thing here. Like you don't really get, do you have the same camaraderie yep. uh, with guys that come in like Tom Brady? Tom Brady comes in, he's wearing a mask. You don't really get to interact the way you would in a normal offseason. But, right. you know, how, how did you feel like they sort of overcame that there? Yeah, well, we kind of, we kind of bent the rules a little bit. We, oh, you know, yeah, that's remember, right. We got, <laughs> we got caught, we got oh, caught yeah. working out before we were supposed to yesterday say, but, you know, we were working out or whatever. So we already were interacting with Tom mm-hmm. and, and Gronk and all those guys before we even got back to the, to the Buccaneers facility. So we kind of already knew each other's personality. And then, um, you know, but, but it was different, though. Like you say, like, you know, having guys come in with the mask and, like, you don't really get to put a face with the name. And, you, like I said, so many players that we would bring in in uh, free agency, like, you don't know them personally. So that was just real different and, like, uh, you know, hard to understand people in the meetings. Like, the coaches got to coach the mask. <laughs> it was just a lot of different – it was like everything had to be 100% focused no matter what you were doing that year because it was just so much stuff at your disadvantage already. We've got a whole lot more coming your way with O.J. Howard on the Texans Player Show, followed by Jordan Akins. Stick around. It's Texans Radio. Back to it on the Texans Players Show. Jordan Akins coming up. Let's continue with O.J. Howard and Rob Gronkowski, who he knew well. At Tampa, they both play the same position, obviously. What's Gronk like to be around? Man, you know, I that's probably one of the most – uh, influential people that I probably say I met in my career just based off of just getting to know him uh, besides Grunt, knowing, knowing mm-hmm. him as Rob, you know what I mean? A lot of his close friends call him Rob, you know what I mean? Uh, because, like, he, he's really a really a great person, like, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, when you're just hanging out with him at the house. And, you know, he really cares about all his teammates, um, but he works hard. And a lot of people doesn't see that. You know, he put so much hard work in that, you know, he, he you know had a lot of injuries and things like that in his career, but it's because he goes so hard. 
And, uh, you know, I think to have that much success in your career and to still be humble and such a great person as he is says a lot about his character. And, you know, he's just a really outstanding guy, like, once you get to know him. I always had this theory that he plays this, oh, I'm just this, like, dumb, lovable jock. But I was like, I bet he's just really smart and he probably studies all the time and he just wants people to sort of underestimate him because there's no way you can overlook him on the field. Right. Like, he always acts like he doesn't study the playbook and stuff. But is he – or is he just naturally that good? Yeah. he he, He's a – you know, I think early in his career it was more, like, naturally, like, younger, just so athletic and younger and bigger and stronger. But, you know, as he got older, people get – you know, people are younger coming in. So – you know, eventually some had to take over where he says, all right, I, I got to study my craft and perfect it a little more. So he was a little bit of both. And like you said, a very smart guy. He's great at math, like can do numbers off the top of his head, like any number. So Grunk is a yeah, very smart guy, very smart guy. Put on, like can put on a fake, but a smart guy, man. And, uh, you know, like I said, definitely one of the greatest ever played the game. All right, O.J. Howard with us. O.J., you show up on Texans campus and you catch two TDs in the opener. How does that happen? How does that kind of thing happen where you don't know the playbook, you come yeah. in, did you have some familiarity with the system? How did all that work out? Yeah, it, it was, you know, some concepts that I kind of been a part of before in some other systems, you know, and, and um, you know, it was all about getting to those spots versus the zone. And I kind of, kind of, you know, we kept saying on film, like, the coach are going to do this, they're going to do that. So I was like, if I just get to this spot, it should be open. You know what I mean? That's how mm. football goes. So then we drew up those two plays and had the right look every time, both times, and it worked out like that. And uh, you know, just a great play call at the time by by uh, by Pip. So your role as a tight end, how different is it depending on the coach or the playbook or the yeah. system? Is it pretty similar, or is it mm. very? Does it vary quite a bit depending on who you're playing for? Yeah, it do. It varies a lot. Like uh, you know, I've been a part of like like uh, you know three teams right three teams. Um, um, in my career, so each each team was different with the role the tight end play. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you may go into a system where you may do a primarily blocking, some prim- primarily open up split running routes, uh, some both. You know what I mean? So it's it's really different. Yeah. So it depends on the team and what they ask out of their tight end unit. Um, but it's it's a job that every tight end should be able to be able to adjust to and know that you have to do all those different roles, though, for sure. All right, we also talked with Jordan Akins. What's your relationship like with him? Because he just comes back here after being here before, going to the Giants, and he's with Dayball, and I know you were in that system. I yep. guess Buffalo's running the same stuff yep. with Ken Dorsey as they were with mm-hmm. Dayball. But you guys, did you compare notes when you showed up? Yeah, we did. We did. I, you know, we did it yesterday. We were talking about a play, and I – Told him this is such a, this is a play that they ran over there called out. He like yeah I remember that. So we they they got the same names for the plays mm. at Buffalo and New York because the mm. OC was there and um so we did do that. It helped us kind of like you know get on the same page with some kind of concepts. And uh, at the end of the day, that's what football is. It's just you know the same plays, same concepts, but the terminology changes through every system. But there's only so many plays you can run. So once you can kind of like take the plays that you know it as and, and translate it to this as ASAP, you're, you'll be successful and you can play fast. Mark and I were talking actually before you walked in that this will be your first week playing with this group of tight ends if Brevin Jordan comes back. Yep. Like that tight end group, it was Farrell Brown when you came in. Mm-hmm. Um, there were no Jordan Akins. It was Brevin. Then Brevin gets hurt, misses three games. Farrell's gone. Yep. Jordan comes up from the practice squad. Uh, what what's it like the chemistry in the room now? You've been here for a few weeks. You've gotten yep. to know them, but you know how excited are you? I know Brevin said he's excited about this thirteen personnel and getting ready to run that. Yeah, it's it's been good. We got a lot of guys that are like uh, team players in our room that are willing to like do whatever the role asks of them. You know, our coach, 
Uh, Burby's been doing a great job of just helping us get ready for the game. Like, the role has changed so much. Like, even Mason came in and played for us. Mason That's right, yeah. So, I've been in the lineup with all the tight ends so far, you know what I mean? And then we got Teague. He'll be back soon probably. Mm -hmm. So, it, it's just going to keep changing. But that's what the tight end position is about, is about adjusting, adapting, and being able to play any of those three spots at the tight end room. Do you like the blocking part of it? I mean, is that enjoyable to you, or is that you'd rather catch a touchdown? I imagine everybody would. Yeah. And I asked the same question of Jordan as well. Yeah, yeah. Block, block is what comes with it. You know, I knew that when when I signed up for the tight end position in high school, my last year. Like, you're gonna move the tight end. I'm like, let's go. You know, blocking comes with this position. Like, let's do it. You know, that, there's no better feeling I had all year than seeing Damian Pierce run 75 yards down the field. And, you, had, you had a great yeah, block yeah, on that yeah. play. Like, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. awesome, man. Like, that's, that's, you know, believe it or not, like, you know, scoring touchdowns is cool, but when you can spring that last little block, giving a little strain and effort to help a guy score, you're like, man, that's cool. Yeah. He's a rookie, man. Like, that was, I think, maybe his first touchdown, maybe second. That might have been his second, but yeah, obviously but it was awesome. that was his, yeah, that was his longest. So it's cool when you do that. And I, my whole career at Bama, man, I was doing it for Derrick Henry. This guy won the Heisman, so I was mm. like, I feel like one of the old linemen that helped block for him. So it was like, <laughs> let's go. Derrick Henry. Yeah, I, now he's the enemy in Tennessee, but <laughs> yeah. man, in college, what a specimen he is. Yeah. So let's talk about Pierce for a moment. What are we looking at here? We got mm -hmm. five games in. Looks good. Great start for him. Where do you think it's going? What do you think of him overall, OJ? Man, great player. Uh, loves the way he runs. You know what I mean? And, and and that's just impressive about his determination as, as a runner. And I, I don't know. It's so much I can say about him. It's just so awesome that, like, the guy breaks so many tackles and he, he's just so consistent with the way he runs hard. And I think that's awesome to see. And I mean, bright future for him. You know what I mean? And, and, and I think he's just only going to get better as the years go on. He just stay focused on the game and keep perfecting his craft. I hope he can really see that and see, like, how special he really could be in the NFL because he's a, he's a great player. I'm, I, I mean, it gets me excited talking about it. Someone said that he, the way he runs, he sets up blocks nicely mm -hmm. for – his teammates. I mean, how yeah. is that possible for a running back to do? Uh, you know, just, you know, kind of like like seeing the seeing the full picture before it happens, like, you know, taking his steps as a running back, he knows the ball's got to go back right, but he starts a little left just to give me enough time to get off of my double team to get up to the second level block. You know, he got to set it up and let it develop. So if you hit it too fast, that guy's going to shoot the gap. Maybe I don't have time to get him. But, you know, so, you know, him just understanding that as a as a, as as a, a rookie, back, isn't yeah, that? that's huge. Okay, I was going to say, is that, is that unusual yeah. for him to know that? This it's early? huge, yeah, because the NFL, everything happened faster. You got, you know, maybe the double team in the college, you know, it, it maybe it goes a little, uh, you know, a little faster or slower, whatever the case may be in the NFL. You know, guys are better on the other side, too. So, you know, for him to, you know, play, I guess, the preseason he did, and then to do that now, he's kind of like getting the game reps. O.J. Howard with us. O.J., have you been to Las Vegas before? Yeah, I have. I've been once uh, on vacation. Okay. So you have a business trip there this weekend. Mm -hmm. What's that going to be like going to Vegas, in your opinion? Is that just another road trip to you guys? It's strange to me. I'm still wrapping my mind around football, NFL football, and Las Vegas. What are right. your thoughts? Yeah, yeah. I, I think for us, you know, I think the timetable for us just doesn't really allow much time to get <laughs> anything more than business. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, that's the good thing about it. But, yeah, I know when you hear that in, 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 in a sports team at all in Vegas, you're mm -hmm. like, wow, that's, that, that could be trouble, right? But <laughs> it, it's definitely, um, you know, a, a great opportunity for us to, to stack up another win. So I think a lot of guys are just in that mentality, like, let's just stack another win. And, you know, you can go to Vegas in the offseason whenever. It's like, not that's like guys true, can't yeah. fly out there when they want to. So, yeah. But but I think for us, it's just another opportunity like to stack another win. And I think a lot of guys see the opportunity. 
That'd be great. All right, so I want to talk to you about baseball a tiny bit here with the Astros in the postseason about to begin the ALCS. You were in Tampa. Did you become a Rays fan while you were there when you were growing up? You mentioned even in the NFL rooting for specific players. So what baseball team, if any, did you root for at Bama when you were there and growing up in Prattville? And then – you know, now with the Astros here, I know you just got here, but yeah. what's your whole take on the situation? Yeah, I've been locked in, man. I'm a big baseball fan. And, uh, you know, growing up in in Prattville and Montgomery's right there, we had the AA affiliate, the Montgomery Biscuits. So they're they're associated the with biscuits. the Rays. <laughs> they're associated with the Rays. So I always oh. keep an eye. So okay. I used to watch, like, Evan Longoria, David Price, mm-hmm. BJ Upton, those guys, like, go to the, to the, to the show. And I used to keep up with him with the Rays. So I was like, I like these guys because I remember them coming through when I was yeah. in middle school. Sure. So they were like some of my guys. So I always watched the Rays just because of that standpoint. And then the Braves would probably be the team, though, really, mm-hmm. that we were always watching. Seeing them win the, the whole thing last year was like, wow, like that's crazy. Like, I can't believe the Braves won it. Um, but, yeah, I went to the Astros game versus the Phillies the last game of the year. Yeah. Got a chance to see a great game. It was almost a perfect game. Right. But, but Alvarez broke it up. Yep. We didn't win, but. I knew we were going to the playoffs, so it wasn't like. Hey, that could deal. be a World Series preview. You never yeah, know. Yeah, it could be back, yeah. The way the Phillies did it. I know it's well documented. You've attended some games in Tampa. That I, place is interesting. Yeah, I actually had a cool <laughs> moment. Like in 2019, I got I, I made like Sports Center Top 10. The Astros were playing the Rays, believe it or not, in, in, in the uh, playoff game. And then I caught the foul ball, like, with one hand. Oh, yes. He caught that. Yeah. I totally I remember forgot this. about that. Yeah, so that. That was, was cool. against the Astros. Yeah, it was against the Astros. Yeah, I remember. I remember. Yeah, that was cool, bro. So that was awesome. Where's the ball? It's at home. It's in my Tampa spot. Like, <laughs> it's in my Tampa spot. Like, they wanted, like it was, I had, we were supposed to, we were going to London. Because it was around this time. You know, yeah. I was going to London right. right now. So we were going to London to play the uh, the uh, Panthers and whatnot with the Bucks and and BA was like we need we need guys to get sleep because we about to, we about to change the, we about to change the schedule so you need to go to bed early to get right ready for London this week and I was like I, I'm going to this baseball game I don't care and the ball he's found like nobody me. will know yeah nobody will know and I'm all on TV so I get to, I get <laughs> to like the meetings the next viewer. day and everybody's like oh you was at the game last night I was like great catch though you know what I mean so it was all fun and games and they wanted me to come in the locker room and like. Sign, get the ball signed by the guy and all that, but I was like, I gotta go to practice, man. It's already like eleven I'm o'clock. To, I'm not even supposed to be here. Yeah, I gotta get up in the morning, so because you know they're all the way in St. Pete. I gotta go back to Tampa. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's well. Hilarious. We went yeah. to London in 2019 with the Texans playing the Jags. Oh, and wow. uh, what was it like for you? I mean, body wise and yeah. the way you felt game time and being able yeah. to sleep over there. What was that experience like for you? It was bad. Yeah, it was hard because you went to the baseball game. Yeah, I yeah, know, no, no, right? But no, it just was. I feel like we, we. I think some teams. Uh, I don't think we went in a lot of time. Like we went like a day shorter mm-hmm. than you were allowed to go. Like we we didn't use the whole full maybe three days or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think we went like for like two days early, mm-hmm. and then like I, we just. I feel like we never could get our get back on that that regular schedule. Like to, to yeah. wake up and play fast and at a great level, because uh, it was probably like eight a.m. at the house. It was mm-hmm. eight a.m. back at home. It's like probably like one o'clock over there when we played, but our bodies just felt sluggish. That's how I yeah. felt personally. But it was cool though, just to be able to go out and like you know visit the town and um, you know go a little shopping. My family came over there to spend time with them. But as far as the game, I feel like it was just it was tough, man. I feel like you need a whole week over there really just to kind of like you you would do a bowl game in right. college. I right. think you really should do that. But I know that can't happen because of the schedule and whatnot. But they, then they turn around and give you the off week the next week when you come back from London. 
that's usually how they do, right? You get the bye. Yeah, you get the bye. Yes. You have, I think you get the choice, but most teams yeah. take the bye week. The Jags used to go like a whole week in advance, and then they never won any games. And then they, they shortened it, and I feel like everybody just sort of watched what the Jags did because they've had a lot of success there. Yeah. But you're right. It's like you don't have enough time to acclimate, but then mm-hmm. but then you're back here, and then you're back on yeah, yeah, U.S. time yeah. really quick. You so, never quite get off U.S. time. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's not really that bad, I think. It's one of those weeks where you probably just got to, like, lock in and be like, let's just get it done. Let's just go out here and win a game, yeah. and, you know. But they're not going to give you a week. Uh, you don't, I mean, they're not going to do that, you know, so. How do you feel the team coming off a bye, I hate to say how will they perform, but what about rust versus rest and that kind of thing? You need the rest, yeah. right? So yeah. you're yeah. eager to jump back in. How do you think it's going to go as far as getting back into rhythm, the kind of rhythm you had because you were starting to play a lot better offensively right. uh, when we last saw, saw mm-hmm. the Texans take the field? Uh, I think I think uh, having that practice on Wednesday before we left was a good one to, mm-hmm. to do just to kind of keep the body still, like, ready to go and not taking too long off, like a, like a whole week. And then Monday we, we did a little walkthrough and whatnot. But um, I, I think the the team, we're going to – we should know that we, we should come in and, 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 like I say, pick up where we left off because there's so much at stake for us. Like, it's a huge next – like, the next win and two mm-hmm. in a row stacking them. I think everybody's kind of excited about that. And our bye week is fairly early. So, like, it's super I don't know early. if we really – I don't know if we really were sore. I wasn't yeah. really sore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we got to take it. That's what they gave us. You'd rather have it later in, in the middle of the year. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, you know, I think we're going to be good because we're all still, like, really ready to go play. We're all healthy. Right. You got a lot of energy because it's early in the year. Got that first win, so we're excited. That's how I feel. It's like, right. let's just go get another one before, like, let's hurry up while it's hot. Kind of like, let's get it going. So I think we'll be fine. Sounds good. OJ, thanks a lot for being with us. Good luck. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. All right, there's our visit with OJ Howard on the Texans Players Show. Don't go anywhere. Jordan Akins on playing professional baseball. What's the hardest pitch to hit? That's right. A long time ago, he played, and, of course, he plays tight end for your Texans. That's coming up. Then Texans All Access little cut from Nick Casario, a little cut from Warren Moon, extended visits with them tomorrow on Texans All Access. You'll just have to stay tuned in all week long. That's the way it goes. It's Texans Radio. Let's keep it going with the tight ends here on Texans Radio on the Texans Players Show. Jordan Akins, welcome back. Okay, it's, it's like you never left almost. What's it like to come back into the building and be here after leaving? And now you're here, you're with the Giants for a little bit, but it just feels right that you're a Houston Texan. Right. I mean, um, coming back in the building, it was a lot of new faces, mm-hmm. um, especially like player-wise. Yeah, but um, other than that, you know, I felt at home. You know, um, Houston was home for me. Drafted twenty eighteen, of course, y'all know that. But you know, just to be back was you know around some similar coaches, and I can't say similar playbook because everything changed. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, um, it's just at home for me. I'm comfortable here, and um, you know, just ready to make more plays. Jordan, how's that gone for you? Learning a different playbook, even though it's like, wait a second, man, I've been in, I've been here, but now all of a sudden things are different. How is that that part of your re-evolution, if you will, learning a new offense and learning new verbiage and all that kind of stuff? Um, <clears throat> it's different. You know, um, I, I adapted well. You know, kind of throwing the um, wildfire, you know, yeah. in the midst of it. But, you know, taking it um, day by day, meeting up with my coach and um, even walking through with Pep, you know. And um, David Mills and everyone's really been, you know, great for me. You know, um, they've been teaching me routes, you know, certain way to run it and, you know, um, I adapted pretty well. I would say, you know, the Giants playbook was ten times more difficult than this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, um, you know, I adapted well here. 
Jordan Akins joining us on Texans Radio. A little bit more on what's going on now with this offense, because it seems like things are on the way up. Running the football better, everything's sort of feeding on that. Your contribution through the air. Where do you think this offense is headed from where we stand right now? Um, we're definitely improving every day, um, every week. Like you said, um, we got the running game going now, which is opening up the pass game, you know. And um, getting mismatches all around the board, you know, for wide receivers, the tight ends, the running backs as well, coming out of the backfield. It's just we starting to um, get an identity, run game, like you say, run game and pass game. So, you know, we're just trying to put it together, you know, get the right plays and the right mismatches at the end of the day and just go and play ball. Jordan, the other day against the Jaguars, that drive where Nico makes the catch, and obviously Damian has that run. Sandwich in there, you have that catch on on third down. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the Jaguars like, he didn't catch the ball, he didn't catch the ball, but you clearly had it. You were making a, a ball carrier move when you stretched it out there. But did you understand at the time how big a play that was? And was that play designed to go to you, or was it going to you based on what you guys saw in the coverage? It's designed to go to me. But you, we know we're going to run the play depending on the coverage. Right. So, um, you know, we got the right look. And Mill said in the mid-play they went to zone. But, <laughs> you know, to me, I saw it as man. So um, when the ball was in there, and that play is designed to go to me. So yeah. when I seen the ball in there, I knew what I had to get to. And so when I caught it, I knew what the stakes were. So, yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. As a receiver, do you always know, do you do the math in your head, or do you look and see? Because obviously at home, everybody can see a yellow line when they're watching a the game, right? Right. Do you know, hey, I know this route calls for me to get to 7 to 9 yards or 12 to 15 yards with the stick set 14. Do you have that in your mind the whole time of, hey, if I catch this thing three yards ahead, I got to get to this point? Because it seemed like when you caught it, you knew I got to dive to get this. Do you know instinctively or do you do the math and look, hey, this is where I have to get to get this first down? Is that something that you know even before you catch the ball? Definitely. For me, you know, um, being a vet, I know. I, I look at the sticks. I, um, sometimes I even count the lines. Yeah. Um, you know, I know where I have to get to before I even run my route. So on third down, if it's a certain, say the sticks eight, eight yards, my route's supposed to be six. I know I'm pushing up nine, maybe right. come back down to eight. You know. Um, but yeah, as far as that go, man, I, I read my triangle, I read my lines, I read the coverage, and you know, I try to get where I need to be. And when I get the ball in my hands, you know, I'm going for it. This might be an easy question, but catching a pass or making a really good block, which do you enjoy more? Do you enjoy the blocking part of the game? I do because I'm very unestimating blocking. So, you know, a lot of them be like, a lot of people say, well, he's not a good blocker. He's more through the air. He's a catching tight end, like yeah. a mobile tight end. So, you know, when it when it comes, I like to lay the hat. You yeah. know, um, mm-hmm. me making the block and springing, um, you know, Pierce free, that's – that's amazing, man, you know. So, um, you know, I want to contribute more in the run game as well. And how does that work for you in some sense, Jordan, that you have a back like Damian where you're like, bro, I better stick on this block, man. Or if for some reason that block didn't happen, I got to go up and get another guy because maybe that guy ran out of the play or missed the tackle. How does that when you block for a guy that you never know where he's going to pop out, but you know that run is going to go a little bit longer than maybe some normal running backs because of how hard he runs. How tough is that as a tight end to know, wait a second, I'm supposed to block this guy, but well, maybe we're past that guy. I got to go on to the next guy. How tough is that to kind of internally, you have a clock in your head, I would imagine, for how long a block's supposed to take. But for him, I would imagine it's a little bit longer, right? Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, with him, I'll say the best way to put it is you remember we had a conversation years ago about Deshaun, like yeah. how's a, how the right, play is right, never right. done. Never. You know, how he can just pop out of and, yep. you know, you better and be you gotta ready. And you got to stay live. Yes. I say the same for Pierce. Um, when he gets that ball in his hands, the ball, the play is never dead. Like you say, he can get swallowed up by a whole crowd, and that's saying, mm. no, 
your guy comes in and he pops free and he makes a tackle. So I definitely strain, especially when you know he's in the backfield because you never know what kind of play he's going to make. Incredible player. All right. I know we've discussed some of this, but take me back to your baseball career a little bit because you went to UCF after you played pro baseball, right? Yes, Decided, sir. all right, now I'm going to try to play football, and you played it well, UCF, and ended up getting drafted by the Houston Texans. So what led to that decision? Um, Drafted in 2018 by the Texas Rangers. Uh, played four years professionally. And um, I would say I just wasn't progressing like I thought I would. And even though, you know, um, is it the old cliche where it's hard to hit the breaking ball? And <laughs> I, <laughs> The breaking ball is not tough. It's a slaughter that gets you, you know, oh, one really? that looks like a fastball and just die in the dirt. The the, mm. cor- the uh, curve ball, you can kind of read the six to 12 or the three to, you know, three sixes really just your training and how patient you are. See me, I was a fastball hitter. So mm-hmm. I was like center field lead off. So I knew I was going to see that fastball first. That's where a lot of my hits came. But when I, um, but when I really got into a rhythm and I started growing, as you can say, um, I started getting huge. They moved me to right field. Yeah. And they moved me to left field. Depends on where the, um, the how would you say it? Depends on the scouting report. Wherever mm-hmm. the ball go, that's where I'm at. I'm tracking the ball down the outfield. But um, for me, like I said, like leaning off, that was A1 for me because I could just stroke the fastball. But like, when they started hitting me with them hard sliders, <laughs> you know, think it's mm-hmm. a fastball, kind of down you. That's tough. But other than that, um, it was a great experience, man. I want to take it back for the world. I would imagine there are a lot of baseball players saying, amen, man, Slider got me too. I'm sure Slider's, <laughs> got, Slider's gotten a lot of people. But talk about getting big. Was, was that just your your general growth? I mean, have you always been a big guy? Like what happened in those four years? You just generally got – or just as you were lifting and getting ready for the season, you just got bigger and bigger. What, what kind of happened during those four years? Man, I absolutely blew up, man. I was – was what? When I graduated, I was like 175. Whoa! I was one seventy five out of high school. Out of high school, Whoa. and that's how they drafted you. One seventy five. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Could fly. Could run like a four four flat. Like absolutely fly. And um, let's say nineteen. I was what one eighty five maybe, and then yeah. nineteen. I was like one ninety five, and then twenty. I was just like right there at one ninety nine two hundred, and I just kept getting just bigger. Each year but you're my father bigger. is absolutely huge. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I was always wondering when my spurt was going to come. But, like, mm-hmm. it just came over years. Um, one day, like, eighth grade, I was, like, 5'6". I was tiny. I was a point guard on the basketball team. Absolutely tiny. One day, woke up, couldn't fit my pants, couldn't fit my shoes, clumsy. <laughs> and um, so ninth grade kind of adjusted. But after that, you know, I kind of – I didn't have, like, a huge growth spurt. It was kind of, like, just growing into just, you over the years, you know. So when you got to UCF – so you get to UCF in, what, 14, 15, somewhere 14. around that? Yeah. That's so right. you get to UCF at that point. What At that point, do you – A, are you thinking, I'm a receiver? What happened over those years that turned you into tight end – What the positions you played at UCF – I mean, you call it tight end, but you do so much more than that. Sure. But what was it? What were you when you got to UCF, and how did that over the next four years? Did you kind of again to continue to grow into a tight end? Uh, definitely. When I went back to UCF, <clears throat> excuse me. When I went back to UCF, um, you know, got in football shape. I got down to like two twenty, and um, could still fly, could still move around. Um, I was a receiver. Um, I think my first game, first game was against Penn State. You know what? I was a returner. 
<laughs> wow. For George, George O'Leary. Yeah. <laughs> George O'Leary put me back for kickoff return. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we played in Ireland. That was my first football game. At, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. And, yeah. Um, had like because a, that was supposed to be O'Leary versus O'Brien. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Two Irishmen coaching that game. That was, was supposed to be that game. For sure. And um, I popped out with like a 73-yard, I believe. 73-yard return. Ooh. Kickoff return. And then I almost broke another one. I had like 120, I want to say, returning. And um, after that, you know, he'll feature me in a few passes, like some um, flat routes and screen routes. I mean, screens. But other than that, I wasn't really on the field like that besides uh, just returning. Kickoff return, punt return. And then the following year, I was like the go-to receiver, me and Traquan Smith. Yep. Um, so, um, and after that, uh, I tore my ACL on a kickoff return mm-hmm. against Furman University. Ooh. Yeah, I was that the last kickoff return, and that was the last one. So mm-hmm. you're not going up to Frank Ross saying, "Hey, <laughs> oh, no. oh no, he put me back there one time, like to catch some balls that Aikens get some catches." And um, you know, he was like, "Hey, if they kick it to you this game, you're going." I just looked at him like, uh, "You don't really know my history about uh, with this kickoff returner." But um, after I tore my ACL, I came back. And that's when I started transitioning to a tight end. Yeah. Uh, I was not as fast as I was as I was when I was a before the ACL. Before the ACL. Jordan Aikens joining us. Better place to live, Spokane or Hickory? Where's Hickory? To North Hickory's Carolina. In North Carolina. All right. Sounds Spokane, like Hoosiers to me, down. but that was fictional. Wait, when when it says Rangers, I have your minor league stats in front of me here. Okay. And hey, some pretty nice numbers here, by the way. Uh, when it says Rangers, where was that? That's a minor league Rangers. Oh, that was in Arizona. Okay. That was my, uh, that's like the rookie ball they put you through, like your training. Okay. And, um, short season. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. Short season. Yeah. Kind of sort of. Spokane, Washington was really like the short season. Okay. And, um, Hickory was, uh, single A. So, uh, Spokane, Washington was hands down way better than Hickory, North Carolina. All right. And hope my Hickory fans don't get mad at me for that. No, no, they'll, they're they're <laughs> they're tweeting right now at us. <laughs> I mean, those bus trips, those bus trips to Greenville and Greensboro and Burlington. Oh I'm sure those were a blast. Are you oh, wow. watching any baseball in the postseason right now? I do. Okay, I watch a little bit. You yeah. know, I keep up with the Astros, and mm-hmm. I was watching the Braves, of course. You're watching an 18 inning Astros postseason oh, game, man. thinking I could get a hit off this, or no. <laughs> well, I'm telling you, you know, way those dudes were pitching, holy yeah. smokes! <laughs> These guys were having a hard time getting yeah, anyway, that it, night. Was, it was a little struggle, but they came on on top. They absolutely right. did. All right, thoughts on the Raiders facing them on Sunday? You go to Vegas. Is it weird to go to Las Vegas for an NFL game, or does it just not enter your mind? I'm just going to get on the bus and go where they take me. Man, it's just a business trip for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't really enter my mind, of course, during the season. But you know, all season, if I go into Vegas, I'm, you know, I'm going to enjoy Vegas. But yeah, right now I'm going for business and you know to get a W. It's going to be weird to be in Vegas. I mean, we've kind of talked about this a little bit. I don't know if you've ever – have you been to Vegas? I have. Okay, so you've been to Vegas. Never to play a football game. It's going to be kind of strange kind of drive down the strip and go, man, I've been here for this and that, but, man, i got to lock in and play ball. Yeah, I mean, of course you're going to enjoy the scenery, you know. Yeah. You know, um, enjoy the scenery and, you know, cherish my my moments and my uh, memories that I have there. But other than that, man, I'm going to to play ball. Catch a few touchdowns. sometimes you guys in the hotel can, like, slip out and have a sandwich or something or a burger or whatever. Right. But Vegas, it's hard to slip out and have a burger. Yeah, that's true. You definitely can um, go and have dinner with your your family, your friends, you know, your agents and stuff. So, um I say I don't, don't do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm probably not going to do that, man. You know, that's Brev hometown. That's not mine. 
Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Man, that's, that's true. So hopefully you can tell me some good restaurants to eat at, you know? Yeah. That's yeah. gotta be weird. Hotel for him restaurant. That's my recommendation. Yeah, hotel <laughs> restaurant. Jordan, thanks a lot for joining us. Good luck. Thank you for having me. There's our visit with Jordan Akins. Coming up, Texans All Access. Great to have you listening. Go, Texans.